There are two places for a kite to be, on the ground and in the air. If it is on the ground, it is probably pinned to the ground, getting tangled in grass and sticks. If it is in the sky, it could be really high and soaring smoothly, or it could be lower in the more turbulent wind, fighting to get up higher. The best way for a kite to be is flying up high. As the one flying it, you get to sit back and enjoy. But even if it isn't up high yet, there's still joy to be had at the lower elevations. A kite on the ground, however, is no fun at all. And this, I think, is a good analogy for the spiritual life. Today Jesus is speaking in a stretch of level ground, a great place to fly a kite. We call this the Sermon on the Plain, and he gives the crowds a series of blessings and a series of woes. Now you might expect that the blessings are when the kite is flying, and the woes are when the kite is on the ground. But the interpretation I want to make is actually that both of these are ways for the kite to be in the air, and something quite different is the way is when the kite is on the ground. I say that the I say that the blessings are the kite flying high, and the woes are the kite flying low. But the important thing is to remember that in both of these cases, the kite is flying. We can see how the blessings indicate a great spiritual life. The blessings that Jesus mentioned. The poor are blessed if they offer their poverty to God. He will give them their kingdom. They will be high in heaven. The hungry, both physically and spiritually, God will take care of them if they turn to him for help. Again, they will be highly filled with God. The weeping will be glad. The hated will have plenty of rejoicing. This is the life of the saints. Think of so many of the saints who have endured poverty, fasting, great sorrows and persecution. And this is the life to strive for. We should seek out the poverty of simplicity. We should engage in some fasting. We should mourn for the sins and suffering of the world and rejoice when we are persecuted. We should all strive for this. But the reality is that we are not there yet. Every kite has to go through the lower elevations before the higher elevations. Thus the woes. I think the woes can be taken not as a threat, but as a warning. Woe to you who are rich and satisfied, you have received your consolation and are filled. If you are rich and full, which many of us are, be sure to be grateful, for you never know when the riches will leave you. The company could fail, the stock market could crash, and the pantry could suddenly be empty. You never know. So don't get too attached to your food and riches. Or even if, even if we take it to mean spiritual riches and satisfaction, don't go on autopilot with your faith. Yes, you may seem to be spiritually rich right now, but staying that way is not a guarantee. There may come some cross, some temptation, that challenges your faith and makes you hungry again. Who, you who are laughing now, grief may come. A loved one may die. You may be in the hospital yourself. Do you have a good reputation now? Remember that it is not guaranteed. That blessing may pass tomorrow. These woes are not threats of punishment for being rich or laughing, but a reminder that life is always in flux. But they are not despair. Even in the woes of turbulence, the kite is still flying. The real danger is on the ground. Listen to Jeremiah. Cursed is the one whose heart turns away from the Lord. He is like a barren bush that stands in the lava waste of salt and empty earth. This is the kite smashed to the ground. This is more than a woe. This is despair and estrangement from God. Blessings and woes are both part of the Christian life. 
We are never promised nirvana on this earth, but we are promised we are promised hope. Yet the one who trusts in human beings instead of God is without even hope. The one who trusts in God, though they may be buffeted by gusts and changes of direction, though they may at some times fly high or low, they always have the wind of God beneath them to keep them aloft and out of real danger. Those who trust in men, who think the ways of the world will save them, are doomed to be poked and speared by those who live only for themselves. Those who trust in men, who trust in companies and governments to be their salvation, will be taken advantage of and forgotten. They will be used up and left for dead, like a bush left in a salty lava waste. If you need proof, look at how China or Venezuela treats its citizens, how the drug dealers treat their clients, how CEOs treat their low-paid workers. Trusting in anybody or anything but God is a terrible place to be. If we are honest, we know that we would be fools to do anything other than try and be spiritually at flight like a kite. It is what kites are for, and it is what we are for. And we fly by believing in Jesus, specifically Jesus Christ raised from the dead. To fly spiritually, we rely on the one who is the force of the wind that holds us up. Jesus is a wind up in the sky because he was raised from the dead. He is human like us, so he knows how kites like us work, but he is also God. So he has power over the evil that wants to pin us to the ground and entangle us. What fools we would be to trust in anything other than Jesus. It would be like a kite trying to use something other than wind to stay aloft. When we give our lives to Jesus through the sacraments, through the church, through life of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, it is then that we will trust in the Son of God and have his wind behind us. With him, even if we experience turbulent woes, there will be blessings in the end, and we can fly higher and higher towards a life of sanctity and salvation in Jesus.